0: Hello and welcome to this new edition of the Russian Football News podcast. In this edition, we'll be reflecting on the 2-1 loss that Spornaya suffered to Slovakia, as well as previewing the last group game, which happens against Wales on Monday night at 8 o'clock. I once again have my two regulars with me. The website editor, Toker Thieleid. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, I'm good. It's always a pleasure.
0: Good stuff. And Andrew, you're back again?
2: I am indeed. Thanks for having me back. Okay, great.
0: Well, we may as well just dive straight into there. Two, Will, we all pointed out that this Slovakia game was going to be big for the Russian team. Probably the weakest opponent in the group on paper. And in true Russian fashion, they lost it 2-1. Toker, your reflections on the match?
1: I mean I I don't think we, we, we did we saw anything surprising Russia were really poor but I think after watching the friendlies after watching the England game and seeing the squad and everything I think that was what at least what I expected we saw them producing almost no chances and then they made some defensive mistakes that gave away two goals and yeah that's that's the story of the game really
2: yeah and Andrew your reflections? Well, unfortunately, I agree with Toka, and mostly, <clears throat> mostly because we're starting to see some serious deficiencies in um, in uh, Leonid Slutsky's uh, game plan. He doesn't doesn't seem to have one, to be honest. Um, it's disappointing, really, because I really backed him when he was when he was brought into a place Capello. But you know, we saw in the the England game, Golovin was clearly out of his depth. He is not a. It's not his fault. Uh, you know, the guy's only 20 and he's barely played in midfield. And um, he's more of an uh, attacking player, as we know. Um, and to see the exact same lineup with no attempt to try and remedy the issues that could have been ironed out into what would have been a good performance with a couple of changes in the England game. To make to see no attempt at that, I was just so, so disappointed. Um, so yeah, it wasn't with the lineup. It wasn't surprising um, really. And, um, and it's, uh, it's it's put a lot of pressure on us. I called the Slovakia game, like you said, before the tournament, as I thought that was the key one. We've got a win in that, we can get a draw out of, and the point came from the England game. I thought that set it up, but no, very disappointing. Um, and if he doesn't make any changes for uh, for the Wales game, I, I just, I, I don't, can't see him staying as national manager after this tournament.
0: Yeah, Tokub. I mean, we saw from the England game, we saw a real lack of ambition, but for the first sort of 20 minutes of that Slovakia game, they seemed to look a bit better, but then the, the Vladimir Weiss goal on about 36 minutes, I think it was, was a real sucker punch.
1: Yeah, indeed. And the, my big problem is that it seems that he has nothing to, to shoot with on the bench. He put in uh, Glushukov, and he put in Den, uh, Shirokov. And they did improve the game, they did improve uh, Russia, uh, especially the midfield, but he, he doesn't really have any options i mean the the squad has called up with all three strikers starting on the bench from uh, on the on the field from the beginning of the match i mean it's quite difficult to go more offensive when you don't have any strikers on the bench whatsoever
0: yeah but i think perhaps the problem wasn't so much with the strikers especially with that second goal the defense was just all over the shop and that's I know we said about the age, but experience of the backline in that situation that shouldn't be happening at international level.
1: No, definitely not. That was that was embarrassing. I'd say both both the goals actually, um, both the first and the second goal were simply gifts for Slovakia, and and you you can't make mistakes like that on on this level, especially not when when you're not capable of scoring more goals than Russia are at the moment. So, yeah, we we. I didn't expect the central defense to make mistakes like that because, as we have said so many times before, they have a lot of weaknesses, but the one strength is um, experience. And apparently, that didn't really help them against Slovakia, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Andrew. Um, I mean, Tokas mentioned the strikers all starting at the same time there. I know you're a big fan of Fyodor Smolov, but perhaps he would have been better coming off the bench.
2: I think actually I would agree. I, I, as you say, I do. I'm a big admirer of his abilities and his um, his his maturity up front. And in this game, I would have liked to have seen um, Samidov, Alexander Samidov, on the wing just simply because he's he's a he's not a particularly fancy player, but he, you know what you're getting with him. He's got good delivery into the box, which has been one of the weakest points going forwards in the two games so far, in my opinion. Um, although one thing I would say, and I said it last time, and I'm going to say it again, um, using Shatov in the middle is just utterly ridiculous. Look what happened when he was moved out wide. Brilliant ball in. Um, and Glushkov, well, it was a fantastic header. Um, but Shatov out wide, is that's where he is. He's a winger. I cannot... And it is, it's almost making me angry just thinking about it. Why on earth is he being played in the middle? I don't get it. And um, Smolov... Um, vice versa, why is he being played out wide? Now he has shown some intelligence out wide, but he's much more effective in the middle. Um but you know, I wouldn't have argued had he said, okay, fine, what we're gonna do is is move Shatov out wide, have uh on the other wing. Um and whether Kokorin would have been in the middle, I, I think he's actually pleasant, it's quietly surprised me. He's he's not drifted out of the game as I've seen him do domestically, Kokorin. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have argued with that, but just literally anything, any change from from the first game. Um, but unfortunately, he wasn't bold enough to do so. So if we will see that for the last game, I th- I cannot believe he will not make any changes. But it might be it might be too late.
0: This is a question to both of you, really. I'm going to ask you to come for it first, Toker, but then I want your point on it, Andrew. Do Russia think they're better than they are? Not fans, I'm talking about the players themselves. Is there a real complacency there? Because perhaps they think, oh, it's Slovakia. They lost against Wales, who are first tournament in 60 years. This should be a bit of a rollover. It's just Hamshik, We stop Hamshik, We stop Slovakia. Is there a real complacency and that just runs through the camp?
1: Yes, definitely. I'm. I'm absolutely sure that's the case. We saw it in 2012 as well. Whether we're sure, okay, we just have to beat Poland and Greece, and in uh, in Brazil as well, where they also were in an easy group and were certain. They talked about going to the quarterfinals, and and they didn't even get out of the group. And it has been the same thing in um, in this tournament. I I think I still think that the main um, reason for the, for the failure we have seen so far is Lewandowski. But I mean, seeing Roman Shirokov talk about reaching the quarterfinals and being an outsider for the for the title and everything, it's just ridiculous at this point. And I'm th- I'm I'm absolutely sure that the players think they're much better than they really are, and that they are taking certain things for granted.
0: Yeah, Andrew, you're, would you say that they're complacent, or do you think that's a bit harsh?
2: It's certainly a comment that they they can't argue being leveled at the team in general. Um, individuals, well, there might be different merits. Um, Shatov, I'm I, I don't believe. Is, is one of those I'd include in that bracket. But um, overall, I'd, I'd have to say so. There's no urgency about the team. Um, there, there was a good period against England in the first half, in the first game, um, about the first 20, 25 minutes, where, without creating any clear-cut chances, they looked composed on the ball. And I thought, this is the rush I want to see. But it's... Um, I do, unfold, I don't like doing this, but I, I place a large amount of the blame for the performances in the tournament so far um, at Slutsky. Uh, he just doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to have an, enough confidence, I don't think, in his own selections or enough confidence to make changes. I think he's a little bit stubborn in sticking with his his uh, lineup and where he's placing them. Um, I'd say there are players who are showing. More positive attitudes. Um, Neustadt has he's got a he's got a way to go to settle in long term, but I think mean, he he could do he could do a job, but he needs to be alongside a midfielder who can take a bit of the the burden, passing the ball a bit more um, composure. Uh, I don't I don't like criticising Golovin here, but he's it, it's it's just wrong positions. It's it's the same thing we were talking about in the last podcast. Um, unfortunately, it's not been fixed. So. When you talk about complacency, um, it's something I've levelled at them in the past. I'm not so sure I think it's out-and-out complacency through the players, but just timidness, um, nervousness from Slutsky is what I put it down to. I'm just
0: going to challenge you there. You said Neustadt needs a player alongside him who can pass, but then we've said, well, you think, oh, Roman Shirokov, but then we've said he's complacent. So what's the option other
2: than that? Do you see what I mean? No, no, it's 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 a fair point. And um, what I would do is with a player like Shurikov, there is, there is there's always going to be an element of, at least self confidence. Some might call a little bit of arrogance. And but I like a bit of that. And what I would do, my, my answer to you is simply start him in the middle, um, not not further forward. I would start him alongside that I, I I cannot see how it's such a difficult solution, because then you've you, you know he's got his 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 forward. Well, four, if you like, if you include off in the the forward line, um, whether they're in the right position or not, well, that's something else he needs to change. But there's no point having them unless they've got the, you know, the confidence to know they can make a run, knowing that they've got somebody who is not just going to nervously pass sideways um, or simply doesn't have the vision. Um, to to thread balls through to to get them looking forwards, not looking backwards. So and and I think Shirokov's the the man to do that. I honestly think he would be, uh, he could still have an influence, but he's got to start from the beginning. He's brought him on the two games. He's brought him on with 15 minutes to go. He's not the sort of player who comes in and makes an impact late in the game. That's somebody who's either physical up front or has got a bit of pace. Um, Shirokov needs—he—he he can have influence over the course of a game, and if he tires, then take him off. Don't bring him on with fifteen minutes to go. So my answer is have him in the middle alongside Neustadt, um, Shatov wide, and I, I love Smolov. But if he's—if the—if he has to be sacrificed for Smaydov, I would go along with that possibly. Um, that's how I would line up for um, for the next game.
0: I'm just gonna say that I think you're both being quite harsh on Slutsky because I personally am quite a staunch defender of managers and Slutsky did a tremendous job in the qualifying campaign. I admit there were some minnows in there, but you had the likes of Sweden in there who are a good team as you know, toker with your Scandinavian roots. But um you know, you've got to put a large portion of the blame on the players. It's up to them to do the job on the pitch, surely.
1: Normally I'd agree with you, but just I don't think it's the case in, in this situation. First of all, I'd like to, i like to—I mean, I don't know if you've watched Sweden's game at this tournament, but after two games, they haven't had a shot on goal or on target yet, and they have been absolutely horrible. And I think that was the case in the in the qualification as well. But normally I'd say yes, and Slusky has done a fantastic job with CSKA, with his continuity and his trust in the players and everything. But I just think there have been so many tactical mistakes at this Euro. So you, you can't really put the blame on the players because half of them are played out of position. And we just see things that, that literally make no sense. We have uh, Chuba up front. He's nearly two meters tall. He's uh, one of the strongest target men. And then we have smaller and Kokorin on the wings. And they haven't had a single cross to Chuba yet. I mean, that just makes no sense to me. While we have, especially not because we have great wingers like Shatov and Samidov sitting either on the bench or played centrally, so I think I think the mistakes Slutsky have made are just too big and too many for for the blame to be put on the players.
2: I won't. I will. I will step in for a second and I will defend you a bit here, Thomas because I don't want to be (laughs) slating you too much. But um, I mean, just look at the two goals, right? The two goals against Slovakia. Um, The Vladimir Weiss, the first goal I mean it it was just I mean this is nothing this individual moment in the match was nothing to do with coaching this was just incredibly awful decision making two players chasing back Now Smolnikov obviously is the quicker he is going to get there first now I I don't actually was it Ignashevich or was it Beretsuski who was chasing back I forget actually who it was but whoever it was of the two I mean they are two of the most experienced centre-backs in the world and there you've got, you know you've got your fullback who is going to cut off the first-time shot. So what do you do? You don't charge full pace to exactly the same spot as Smolnikov. I mean, I could have turned inside those two. I mean, I may not have finished, but, you know, the point is, you know, you've got a... You, you Beretsuski and the which are not expected to, you know, hair back at full speed to cut off the in, the shot to the near post. That's what Smolnikov did. OK, he slid in, but he made Vleis vice uh, cut inside. So what should Beretsuski or Ignashevich do? Just cover that channel inside. I mean, it was just embarrassing how easily he turned inside. Now, that was just... I mean, considering what we said about the de- experience in defence being the strong point, um, that individual moment was just just shocking. And then the the corner, a short corner where um, Hamshik just was... he wasn't covered. Nobody closed him down. I mean, we talk about... Um, how they may have been complacent thinking, oh, all we have to do is stop Hamzik. Well, they didn't stop him. They, they didn't close him down. I'm not saying you have to double mark him, but you don't leave one man and then a whole load of space for him to, you know, to beat him one-on-one and suddenly he's got a, a shot on goal. Um, overall, though, I mean, I do have to agree with, with Toka, uh, the setup of the team. Um, I'm not necessarily sure we could have backed score three and overcome the two defensive mistakes, but they could have at least had a more of a, more of a fight of it. Um, but uh, those two, the two goals of Slovakia game those were individual errors um, which were just dreadful. Um, so I'm not, I mean, this is turning into quite a negative podcast. So let's hope we can be positive when we look forward to the to the Wales game. But um, uh, let's just hope Slutsky listens to us in this podcast. Oh, I'm
0: sure he does. I'm sure I'm sure he listens to all of them. But yeah, it's it's quite strange. I was going to make the point. We're making out that Russia are, are just doomed out, but they've actually still got a decent chance of going through the group here. Because if they beat Wales in the next game, then they've got a good chance of qualifying, Toka. I mean, we've spoken the negativity, but surely they would be up for it against Wales now. I, I know it's a big game for Wales as well, and we'll come on to them a bit. But surely Russia should will turn it on now.
1: Yeah, but... I expected the same for the Slovakia game. So, But, the, but I, this I, is
0: more I, important now.
1: I, I don't know if it's more important. It's, it's the last chance. I don't think you can say that, that the Slovakia game wasn't important like that. But I get what you mean. And Russia definitely has... It, it is a must-win game. You can say that Wales have all these... Gareth Bale or Aaron Ramsey. But but in the end, Russia don't have any excuses not to win against Wales. But I, I fear it will be more difficult than you'd expect from all the people I've t- t- talked with about the Valetian national team they all seem quite optimistic and I think they put up a good match against um, against England and of course Slovakia in the opening game so I think it'll be it will be very close and with the way Russia have played so far I feel they'll maximum get maybe a point and then finish fourth in the group
0: yeah Andrew from a British perspective we've I know you don't live here but We've had quite a lot of hope around Wales in Britain. I mean, I haven't because I'm I'm wanting Russia to win, obviously. But we've had quite a lot of hope around Wales, and they we've talked about Russia's complacency,
2: but Wales probably have the best
0: team spirit in the entire tournament.
2: You can't, we can't argue with um, their mental approach to the game. They've um, they've been fired up, and I mean, even the, the you could call them silly mind games, but I'd even say that was a good thing. You know, let's just put the pressure on to to England. I mean, it didn't work in the end, but it it almost did. The thing I'd say is that Wales against England, there could not be more motivation for them to be fired up, regardless of what stage of a tournament it was, you know, being the second or third or first game wouldn't have made a difference. They'd have been fired up. Now, I think this is, I can't make my mind up whether this will play into Russia's hands or not. Now they're facing Russia. They won't see Russia remotely in the same light as England, uh, both ability-wise nor motivation-wise. I mean, I'm talking about just as an individual matchup. Sure, they need they need a, a win would guarantee them going through, uh, and, a, and a point would be good enough for Wales probably. But the fact that a point might be good enough for Wales and only three points is good enough for Russia um, might might just give them might take the edge off Wales's um, physicality, their their pressing game. So. Uh, I just, I just pray, pray, pray that the the Russian team is set up more sensibly to get the most out of the players. If it is, uh, I mean, judging by previous previous past records, um, you know, there's not there's not a great reason to be optimistic. But if they make the change which they could, with the slight change in emphasis on the game for Wales compared to what it is for Russia, there's there's a good chance that the motivation will be slightly different. And um, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out hope that, they'll, that Russia will scrape through. Um, it's, it's a knife edge thing for me.
0: OK, well, we all hope for that here. But, Toka, Andrew mentioned Wales' pressing game there. That'll be really difficult for Russia to cope with. That They don't like that pressing game and having lots of pace against them, which Wales have in abundance. Not just Bale, but I'm looking at Hal Robs and Carnu. The wing-backs get really far forward. They'll be key for Russia as well because... The Wales fullbacks will get really far forward, therefore, Smolnikov and Shenikov on the left will have to really make sure they push those fullbacks back into Wales's half.
1: Yeah, but with a bit of, of luck, perhaps Kokorin or Smolov can also get behind the, the, the wingbacks, Wales' wing-backs when they push forward. I think the, the thing I'm looking forward to with this game is that Russia they have to win. I had the feeling when I watched the game against England especially but also against Slovakia that Sluskin knew that one point would actually be all right and then he would um, he could save the pressure for the last game against Wales now Russia have to win so they have to be more offensive from the be- from simply from the beginning of the game they have to go for the three points and I I think that gives at least some cause for optimism because then they can no longer just sit back and hope to get the result, wait for the opponent to make a mistake they can exploit. They have to go forward and, and simply create the game. And I hope that means we'll also see also see Shiroka from the beginning, as Andrew said as well, that Russia will simply be more offensive and try to be more creative in this game and take control over the ball as we have seen them, seen them do in the qualification especially, but also in the in the friendly victory against Portugal last last year, that was also a great game, I think. And if if that is the case, if Russia um, dare to take the take control over the game, I think we could be in for we could be in for an entertaining game. At least that's my uh, that's my hope.
0: I want to go into a full analysis of what systems you think will be played later. But a point I, I've just had on top of my head, I wanted to get it out before I forgot it, which often happens on this podcast. Is that Wales play three centre halves? So you've got Zuber up there. We've mentioned he's quite a tall target man, but surely he's just going to be outnumbered against Wales unless they change the approach here.
2: Yeah, that's it's, that's actually a very good point. I hadn't um, I hadn't considered that before. You mentioned it, which is which is interesting, really. Would okay, I'm going to throw this out there then. Um, I wouldn't start Zuber because if you've got the three centre backs. Piling, I mean, not that Russia don't pile the crosses into the box, but if we want to change and get the best out of him, crosses in is something that would have to happen. But against these centre backs, what's the point? Um, so I would consider. I I know you're going to laugh, but I would I would play Smolov up front, um, and and Shatov should. I mean, obviously, he should be out wide. I would still play Um I think, you know, with their wing backs getting forward that's the area we need to exploit going through the middle. is just not, it's not going to work. You know, Ashley Williams is a good organizer. Um, he's, he's very physical as we know. Um, and they have, they have some good passes in the middle. Joe Allen has been, I think one of the most underrated players in the, in the premier league, the second half of the premier league this season, at least, um, so going through the middle, I don't think is the option. So it's got to be wide, but I don't think wide as in piling crosses in every opportunity. Have off there to give you that option. Shut off out wide. Now Smolov, off his, his intelligence, pulling the defenders one way or the other. He doesn't have to receive the ball every time, which means that the attacking midfield in the middle has to be has to be on top of his game. So I personally would cons- I would even consider Mamayev. I'd consider Mamayev. Kokorin and Mamayev could swap over um, throughout the game, in my opinion. Now, um, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to blame Juba for this game. I just don't think it's suited to him with the three centre backs. So that's that's what I would do. You've mentioned so many
0: players there. Can you just give me a rundown of your attacking line? I couldn't quite gather who, who your Sorry. preferences
2: are. <coughs> yeah, so it's basically what I would do, my I mean, defence we will assume we all know. I would have Neustadt and Shirokov midfield. I would have Shatov on the left, I would have Sermadov on the right, and I would play Kokorin in the middle uh, and Smolov up front. Now, I wouldn't say Kokorin has to stay in the middle, but I would rather see him there. I'd say make runs off Smolov, so that's how I would do it.
0: Okay, and Toko, so would you go with Andrew on that, or would you change something? And another question, we actually put this on the Slovakia one. Apart from what you would do, what do you think Slutsky will do? Because obviously it could be two different answers.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Slutsky will start Shirokov and then I think he'll go with uh, Glushukov centrally as well. So I think we'll see a a three-man midfield with uh, Neustad as a defensive, Glushukov as a box-to-box midfielder next to him, and then Shirokov as the number 10 playmaker. I think what's interesting here is with Wales playing with three central defenders, that should give some room for the for the Russian midfielders on, centrally on the field. They should they should be able to find space on Wales um Wales half. And with a guy like Shirokov, he is the he is the kind of player who can who can exploit exploit just a little bit of space space when he gets it and, and then play play the, the wingers or, or the front striker. I think it's it's true that if you play with only Chuba up front against three central defenders, it can become very difficult to, to get through and goal. So I think it will be, while I like Shatov to play on the on the left wing, I think it's important to have an inside forward on the right, and that could be either Smolov or, or Kokoda. And I think Kokolan has actually done pretty well in the last, um, since since the preparation for the Euro started, so I'd probably go with him and then the Shatov on the left wing. Just that that, that that would keep it simple that would go back to to the formation that Slutsky used in the qualification that gave him four wins in the last four qualification games and that worked pretty well so I think it it's time to go back to, to what we have seen before instead of trying to experiment too much before the last game here in the group stage
0: so just to clear that up you would go with, you personally would go with Zuba
1: Zuba up front and then Kokoran on the right and then Korin will of course have to to go inside to to help you out, and then you could have Smolnikov pushing up the field as sort of a wing back to 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 make sure that you don't get too much narrowness on the middle of the field.
0: So you mentioned the three midfielders as well with Neustadt, Sherokov, and um, who's the other one? Glushikov. Glushkov. Yeah. So. Do you really think that Slutsky would go with that three? I mean, Glushkov seems to be the man of the moment for Russia right now. He nearly got that that goal against England. He scored against Slovakia. He's, he's top goal scorer, which has been embarrassing. But.
1: <laughs> I think I think these are the three players he would have started had they all been 100% from the beginning of the tournament. Glushkov had had some uh, minor injuries, and that's why we have only seen him for a few minutes because he simply have not been ready to play the full game. And I believe the same is the case with Jurokov. That is at least what I tell myself as an excuse for on Slutsky's behalf. Otherwise, it would be too embarrassing, in my opinion, not to start those two.
0: Um, Andrew, we saw um, everyone talks about Gareth Bale. And I have to put the point out there that Wales are not a one-man team. We've said that all these other players do incredibly well. I'm a big fan of Hal robson Carney personally. I think he's absolutely incredible player. Well, OK, maybe that's a bit much. But he's a free <laughs> he's a free agent this summer, and I want Birmingham to snap him up. Anyway, we've seen Gareth Bale score two free-kicks this competition. Do Russia have the discipline to not concede those set-pieces so
2: close? It is certainly something they need to be careful of. And in my opinion, in the the England-Wales game, I I saw Aaron Ramsey, in my opinion, he was trying to draw free-kicks quite a lot. He was was going to ground very easily. and look, I mean, if if that's what you've got to do to win a free kick, it's unfortunately it's part I don't know, I'm not know i do not want to say it's past the game, it's what teams do. I don't like them doing it. But yeah, um, you you you, you gotta look out for it. And I you, you, I think you make a good point there. Um so in that sense, an experienced midfield is is essential. And and actually Toker's um, suggestion for what Slutsky might do, I, I it, it wouldn't be the worst option, I don't think, because you know Shadokov he should be dictating it. Neustadt's positional sense is pretty decent, I think, and I don't think he's likely to get caught out by um, by Ramsey's trickery because he does seem to be he does he does him position, positions himself pretty well, I think. So, yeah, it is definitely a concern, um, but if they keep their heads about them, they should be able to deal with that threat, I think. Yeah, I was
0: just going to mention the point that the referees throughout this tournament seem to have. Let a lot of things go, so that could be a, certainly an interesting thing. Before we finish this, I want to get obviously a couple of predictions from you. But a, another prediction I thought might be quite interesting to go with is who do you think will be the key player for Russia? I mean, we might have already answered it, but I, I've got an interesting suggestion off the top of my head. But I'll go after you too. So, Token, who do you think would be the the key player in this match?
1: I think it would be Roman Shirokov if he starts. Then i think he'll be the key player i think he could do he could play a great match he he helped Russia turn around the 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 two first matches after he he was substituted and i think if he starts and i think he'll definitely be the man to to put a lot of responsibility on
0: um what about you andrew
1: uh, I absolutely agree with Toka.
2: Um I think it's it's essentially starts, and if he does, I really do think he would be the key too. I really do. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think it's I think it's it's, it's essential. Glushkoff could also play a very important role, um, covering the the runs of of Bale and Ramsey. But uh, Shirokov, for me, because if, they, if they've got to win it, they've got to create something. It's not just holding them out. It's they've got to take the game to Wales, and Shirokov's the man who could do that. You stole my answer with glushkov because I was going to suggest Glushikov
0: because <laughs> going box to box, Wales tend to sit in their shape quite a lot. So mm. you've got to make sure you track that run and Glushikov could really break through those lines of Wales. Another player I was going to suggest was Smolnikov because we've got those fullbacks flying down the wing there. So obviously the Welsh fullbacks, we'd have to push them back a bit. Would you go along with that?
2: Yeah, I would do. I it could almost be a game of cat and mouse with the fullbacks like who's going to be bolder who's going to sit back and protect, you know, because they they could you know but all four fullbacks um perhaps Shenikov slightly less so, but all four of them could be so far forward they'll well hang on who's defending who. You know, um so yeah, I, I Smolnikov certainly and I've always, I've always found he should be a, a key player in, in almost all games for Russia just because of his Energy. He could he could provide that with, like you mentioned, if Kokoyan's on the right and is playing more of an inside forward role. Um, yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I, I think Smolnikov could could Smolnikov could be um, very important. Yeah.
0: Okay. And now, just before we finish, predictions from both of you. Be hopeful, but also be realistic. Toka.
1: I think it'll be a draw. My mm-hmm. my guess is a, a two-two. One one or two two. I'll go with two two just for entertainment. I think I think Russia will have um will be in for a difficult match, and I I fear they won't be able to create the needed chances to to get the three points in advance from the group. So unfortunately, I think they'll finish fourth.
0: And Andrew, can you lighten the mood? Because I've now got a big <laughs> frown on my face.
2: <laughs> well, it. <clears throat> I, again, it all hinges on the team selection. If the team selection is right, I would back a narrow win. So my heart says one nil. My head, unfortunately, is a draw. It depends on it. My my head will say a win if the team selection is right. So I'm going to go one 0 I'll be ambitious.
0: Yes, that's that's the one. I'll go with two nil. We can, or actually <laughs> actually I'll go with two one
2: because it's Russia.
0: Anyway, that pretty much brings the end of the podcast. Once again, I'd like to thank Andrew Flint and Turkithelade. That been absolutely magnificent guests as usual. Keep looking at the website, russianfootballnews.com. We are at Russ Football News on Twitter, Russian Football News Facebook. Subscribe to these podcasts. We hope you've enjoyed these special ones and hopefully if Russia go through this group we'll have them for all the subsequent matches. But If not, then again, we hope you've enjoyed them and we will see you on the next podcast.
2: Goodbye.